All right, so let's make it clear. Let's reset this a bit, shall we? The Jays win another one-run game today. They're 9-2 and two in one-run games. They are 14-0 and 0 in games in which they lead after seven innings, as you heard Ben Wagner say. They have just come off a 14-8 and 8 April. No tail. No Danny Jansen. Hyunjin Ryu looking like bad Hyunjin Ryu. Bo Scufflin. You say Kikuchi, flip a coin on whether or not he's going to give you three innings, let alone a competitive three innings. And look where the Blue Jays are. So I asked the question on social media. We'll ask it right now. The numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-660-590. Be honest with me. Scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you that the Blue Jays are where they are right now, given everything that has happened to them? 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-590. 590-590 is the text line. I'm going to bring Kevin Barker in. My Blue Jays talk host, Kevin, as I mentioned, another one-run win as we wait for folks to call in. I will ask you, 15-8, and again, going through everything that's happened to this team, scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you where they are right now? I'm at about a 7. If you told me they were 15-8 and and everybody's healthy, I'd go, yeah, I could see that. But if you told me they were going to be 15 and 8 and all this stuff was happening, I would have thought, not a chance in hell. So you're almost shocked that their record is what it is this time through. Uh, all the, things the, considered. The schedule. Yeah, all things considered. And especially when I look at, for example, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, when I look at kind of what's happening around baseball, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm shocked, but um, I'm certainly surprised. Not me. I'm going to give it a four. Is four good? And the only reason I'm giving it a four would be a lot lower than that. Uh, and the only reason it's a four is because of the schedule they've been playing. That, that for me, the, the way they're winning these games. Uh, if you looked in spring training when I was well, in spring training. You think this is an I, easy schedule is what you're saying? No, no. I, I, I think because if they I didn't they'd even played, mention the schedule. Tough right, schedule they'd played and they got easy, all these guys it, hurt. If they had played an easier schedule, the record would be a lot better. I'm saying that I, the only reason I'm, I'm not is – you're giving it a seven, which you're you're sort of shocked or you're sort of surprised that the record is what it is, right? Well, I didn't think it would be this good because they were playing all those good teams without all these players, I think, yeah. I think they're a really good team. I think they got three legitimate starters. I think they got a legitimate closer. I think they have a couple of superstars sprinkled throughout their lineup. George Springer's healthy. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is healthy. Now, he's been struggling. What is he won for his last 20, I believe, after today, which that's – you're going to go through those ups and downs throughout the year. Their defense is, I don't want to say unbelievable, because we have seen some things from their shortstop and some throws from the outfield that you would sometimes want to scratch your head with. But both of those, you know, the infield and the outfield defense are starting to work together, and they're making the plays they're supposed to be making. With all those things being said, and if you've noticed that the the front office has shown a little sense of urgency with all the shifting, early in the season they are telling you that April matters. We can't wait until, you know, July, August to get this thing going and start mixing in all these shifts. And No, 
when the bell rings, we're going to line everybody up the way we think that we can get people out, help this team early in the season, you know, when everybody's not getting their feet wet, everybody's not throwing quality pitches, everybody's not seeing the ball out of the pitcher's hand just right, you're not getting the hits that you're going to be getting a couple of weeks from now. So you're seeing the front office trying to help the team out a little bit and saying that if we can do our thing defensively and line everybody up with the, with the talent that we have, we're going to win more games than everybody else. And that's sort of what they're doing now. Two major talking points for the Jays here in this game. One, Kevin Gossman. We'll get to that in a minute. He continues to be brilliant. 41 strikeouts, no walks. Kevin, he had one one three-ball count today. That was to Alvarez in the fourth inning. Um, That, by the way, if you're interested, I believe that is his sixth three-ball count this year through 41 innings or through, through, through all these starts he's had six three ball counts just kind of wrap your head around that I mean that's a good that's a good inning for 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 you say Kikuchi six three ball count. okay I'm kidding that's a little bit of a cheap shot but you get my point <laughs> Bo Bichette though th- didn't this day sum up everything Bo Bichette has gone through this year hits a ball 111 miles an hour right to the shortstop makes an error Think about that. Makes an error. Hits a two-run home run. And and, and the, the shot they had on the Blue Jays broadcast after his second at-bat, the 6-3 ground out, where he is sitting in the dugout and he's looking at the iPad and he's like, you know, he slams his hand down on his on his on his thigh and he like throws his head back. And you can just tell this guy is completely frustrated. I mean, Kevin, this is... Bo Bichette, this has been your life in 2021. Maybe. For me, if you're Bo Bichette and you're walking away from this game, you're, you're looking at your bats and you're thinking, when I had success, I hit the ball hard. The ball was on the plate. It's got nothing to do with mechanics and all of those moving parts that he has. He's going to get it started on time. He's going to start to somewhat level his swing out. He's going to have balance, which he's got now. Get a good pitch to hit. When he gets a good one, the home run was on the plate. The line drive, the shortstop was on the plate. The other two outs that he got were not on the plate. The swing and misses that he has are not on the plate. Get a ball on the plate because all the talent you have offensively, you're going to start hitting more balls hard you're going to have success and you're going to start eliminating the the ipad between it bats which will drive you nuts if you keep going over there looking through that thing all the time there was another point made during the telecast as well about kevin gossman who again was brilliant uh guy basically has two pitches kevin but he does vary his pattern i went back and looked at how he pitched each astros hitter and yeah the situation has a lot to do with it but it really is remarkable the how he varies what he starts a guy off with. He varies how many four-seamers he'll throw in every at-bat. And then every now and then he, he, he flips, that, he flips that, that change up in. It's, it's, uh, it's really something, man, just to see a guy whip through a lineup like that with essentially two pitches. I'm really amazed with knowing when you face a guy like that who has a devastating split finger and you want to get away from that and not see it in an at-bat, how many fastballs they took today. The Astros got a really good lineup. They're smart guys. And to think, okay, just think about this. If I'm left-handed – Basically, oh, oh, he's either going to throw you for the most part. Now, occasionally he will flip you a splitty runner in scoring possession when he needs to get after you and punch you out. It's basically change up or four seamer. I'm eliminating the change up. I'm looking heater right down the middle. He ain't nibbling with the heater. Oh, oh, he coming right after dudes. And if you're right handed, you're going to get one or two pitches unless there's a big situation where he's going to have to throw you a bunch of splitties. It's slider or four seamer. I'm amazed at how many good hitters walk to the plate 
and take an OO cookie right down the middle. For me, you're just asking for trouble. You're feeding right into his hands when you do that. Rads in Toronto, how surprised are you that we're looking at a 15-8 record? We're looking at 14-0 leading after seven innings, which is a number that's just kind of rattling around my brain right now, 9-2 and one run games. Again, no Teo, no Jansen. Hyunjin Ryu has basically been MIA. And, and you know, Yusei Kikuchi has been a work in progress, and, and, and Bo is kind of – Bo hasn't really hit the ground yet, although that may turn around now. How surprised are you, scale of 1 to 10, where we are right now? I'm about a 6.5 surprised. Yeah, you're close so, to me, I think. You know, mildly surprised, but not overwhelmed. I mean, you look at this lineup. Like, the top half, they're thumpers. They make pitchers work. Every game by the third or fourth inning, you look at the other team starters, up to 60 pitches, sometimes 70 pitches. They're putting that work in. That lineup is grinding. So they're going to win ball games. They're going to win close ball games when you do that. And you combine that with, like you said, guys like Gosman and Manoa at the front of the rotation. You're going to win more ball games than you lose. Hey, Rads, let me ask you this. Are you like me and you're looking at George Springer right now, and the first thing you're thinking is, if we had Springer, Semyon, Bichette last year, I mean, this team missed the playoffs by one game and didn't have George Springer for most of the year. I know you shouldn't look back, but I'm looking back now and thinking, damn, that team might have won a World Series last year if Springer stayed healthy. Oh, 100% they would have won over 100 games. If he plays 150 games, you're winning over 100, guaranteed. All right, I appreciate the call, Rad. Yeah, Mark, I don't know how you, I, I know we shouldn't always look back. It's not always a great thing, but that's what I keep thinking of when I, when I look at what George Springer brings to this team is, man, if they'd had George Springer last year, Maybe they had to piece a lot to get a lot of things together out of the bullpen at long periods of time. They had some guys in the rotation who weren't real good. Ryu was up and down. Mental part of pitching in minor league ballparks wasn't real good. To just say that you're adding this guy in the lineup and you're going to win another eight, nine, ten games, it's a lot of games. Maybe he takes you over the hump and actually gets you into the playoffs by missing it by one game. You know, they, they're, they are telling you by wanting to put Vladdy in the two spot that one or two games matter. So that's that's a big deal. So, yeah, I'm with you, but 100 games is a lot. I don't know, man. I'm it's thinking a lot of games. now. They win 100 this year? No. <sighs> See, you know what? Let's, have, let's revisit that discussion after the Yankees, after the three-game series against the Yankees. Yankees are in for three games. Just for you-know-what and giggles, we'll ask folks. Whether they can win a hundred games. Hey, it's sports talk radio. We can do this. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Matt in Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Do you think games. these one run you think these one run games can hold up? Absolutely, I think they can. They've matured a lot since last year. You look last year, they were hitting all those getting all those runs and uh, there were a lot of fun to watch, but they weren't a disciplined team. Simeon brought a lot, but I think he passed on a lot of his leadership. And the team looks like they're focused now. And when they're down one or two runs, it's, they're not scoring a lot, but you see that they're focused and they believe in themselves. And this is a team that that sticks in games. And, you know, last year they either hit 10 runs or they got no runs. And this, this season I feel like they're focused. They know that they could they can come back and down one run, you know that they can come back and, and just win it by one run. They've got the guts. They've got the closer. They've got, they're all set. I think that this is a hundred win season, no doubt. 
Yeah, I appreciate the call. There you go, Bark. Another person wow. looking at 100 wins already. Come on now. Come on now. I love the optimism. It's a, it, you got to have a lot of luck to do that. You got to have some surprises. Santiago Espinal might be a surprise. Uh, you know, you, 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 you're going to have to have some other guys sort of step up. But, look, it, what's wrong with 97 wins? Uh, yeah, that, that's a pretty good season to win the American League East. It'll probably it take 96, 97 to, nice to win the American number. League East. And then roll into the playoffs and win you however many games it takes to win a World Series. Hey, 590, is a text line. Mike from Angus is sending a great text. I want to read this. George Springer worth every dime of his contract. You bet he is, Mike. Just want to wake, want to make one more point in how professional Kevin Gossman is. Bo made that error, and he didn't even flinch or make any sort of gesture. Gossman won a Manoa won B. Nice having Brios for number three, Mike from Angus. We have noticed that, haven't we, Kevin? About Kevin Gossman, and they've made mentions of it in the telecast a couple of times as well. He works fast. He's no nonsense. Now, look, when you're on a roll, it's easy to be a front runner. You know, Kevin Gosman had a great first half last year, too. Let's let's see what happens. You know, at some point, there may be a little bit of regression here. But his demeanor on the mound is almost perfect, I think, for this team, Kevin. He had he had 20-02 counts coming into today. That was a major oh. league high. He had 11 more. After today, so he's got 31 now, 02 counts. So that that'll breeds confidence. That'll give you confidence enough that you know when you get to two strikes, you can put guys away. You, you can be efficient. You're not facing a ton of batters in in one inning. You're not throwing a ton of pitches. Most pitches he threw in one inning today were 19. Most of the other ones were 12, 15, 16. He had an eight pitch inning. You know he's he's very efficient. And again, if you ask him, I'm sure he, he wasn't real happy with his changeup. Oh, oh, to lefties, he gave up four hits to lefties. Two guys, mm-hmm. uh, Tucker and and Good Goodrum, had two hits apiece. You know he could have made a little bit better pitches to those two guys, and maybe the two stolen bases to Tucker wasn't a perfect game. But again, it's enough to in the American League East and against a really good team that it just gives your team a chance to win. And he breeds confidence, which carries down to everybody else on the t- on the team. Kevin, he's hitting 97-98. Does that surprise you? He yes, hit 98 against Alvarez, Alvarez today. I didn't expect it's easy, that. It's an easy 97. He's not rearing back trying to trying to hunt 97. It's just coming off the fingers nice and easy. Mechanically looks to me sound enough that he could repeat that over and over and over again. I had my questions about the how quick the leg kick is mm-hmm. to get I it remember. down in the same spot and repeat that and have the same release point. Sometimes you have a, a little bit of elbow drag and, and your arms playing catch up and you your ball tends to go all over the place, especially when you have a special specialty pitch like the changeup. But he's repeating the delivery. He's he's found a happy spot, and when you find a happy spot, you got this good of stuff. You're going to dominate people. Daniel in Toronto. All right, in a scale of one to ten, this team is now fifteen and eight. They were fourteen and eight in April. No Teo, no Jano, Ryu kind of, <laughs> Kikuchi kind of. <laughs> How surprised are you? Scale of one to ten, where they are right now. Uh, I would say a seven, a little bit higher than the last caller, and I think um, for me, it's just because of their hitting depth. I mean, they're going to be in games with this type of lineup that they put together for this team. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, they broke up a no-hitter in the sixth inning with a home run. So that should say a lot to everybody. That's a good point. Um, and as well, uh, I do still think that they're, like you said, with Ryu kind of uh, MIA, uh, their pitching still needs to be a little bit better, I think. And as you know, Jeff, going into the playoffs, pitching for me is what matters. And, Jeff, I just want to say one last thing. I miss talking basketball with you in the mornings. 
Uh, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks so much. Luckily, we have a lot of people in our station who can talk basketball. William Liu and and uh, and uh, Stephen LeBron do a heck of a job. Big fans of theirs. And, uh, yeah, I, I do appreciate the sentiment, though. Uh, every now and then I miss talking basketball. <laughs> Hockey, not so much, to be honest. But every now and then I do miss... I do miss talking basketball. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. Folks, we got some open lines. We do have a lot of callers to get through, though. 590-590 is a text line. We're here to 530. If you're stuck in traffic, hey, cell phone. Use the hands-free device. Give us a call. We'll take a break and come back with more. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. All right, and now the Bet365 standings update. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. The Yankees are currently leading Kansas City 5-4 in the eighth inning. They are going for their ninth consecutive win. They will be in Toronto tomorrow for the start of a three-game series. 7-0-7 first pitch on Sportsnet 590, the fan and on Sportsnet 1. But as we look at the standings right now, the Yankees are 15 and 6. The Jays are 15 and 8. Tampa Bay is 12 and 10. The Red Sox, they're having a hard time getting some traction. They're 9 and 13 and the other team 7 and 14. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like piling on, but you know, at least you have fun doing it. Exactly. 416-870-0590, star 590, 888-666-0590, 590-590 is the text line. Let's go to Edmonton. Chris, you think the Jays are easily, right? And and, and this is the word. You think they're easily going to win 100 games. I'd say, I'd say as soon as we get uh, we get our boys back, we get Tail back, we get Danny Chanson back, we get Ryu back in that starting rotation. And then uh, I got a I got a question for you guys. What do we do with Kikuchi here? Do we uh, do we do we keep him play? Do we keep uh, him with uh, with our pitching coach, or do we send him on assignment here? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, you can't. I mean, I, look, I you, Kevin. I mean, you can't send him on assignment, but um, I mean, it's an interesting question. You know, I, I've I mean, we've said right now, I'd rather have Ross Stripling start than Hyunjin Ryu or Yusei Kikuchi. But I think that I think you have to go with. There's a reason you brought these guys in. You've got Ryu. You might as well let him start. You've got Kikuchi. He's here for three. He's here for three more years. Look, the velocity's there. I I really think with Kikuchi, it's between the ears. I was really down on him after his last start. I admit, but hell, they're they're fifteen and eight. They're fourteen and zero after when leading after eight innings. They're nine and two on run one run games. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I give these guys a chance, and if one of them's really stinking, then Kevin, maybe I put, maybe I put Stripling in. But if you, you can't get rid of these guys, considering the options that you would have, like the the Trent Thorntons and the and the Thomas Hatches and the Anthony Kays of the world, I like a guy that can throw high octane. If you can get him in the zone, if you can get him starting to throw more strike ones, he. He, you know, he buys into the slider and the split change and, and throw away the cutter because I know they're not giving him an option anymore. It's it's not – we're not having this conversation, what do you think? No, no, this is what we think. This is what we want you to do. Let's give it a couple more starts. And and then after a couple more starts, we'll we'll uh, 
have a little different conversation if it goes awry. But I like his velocity. Let's let's give him a chance. Yeah. No, I'm with you. The velocity the velocity should play for me. And the hell, if if, if the three other starters are giving me six innings, I can work through this. I can absolutely work through this. Now, now, the question gets interesting. What happens when Nate Pearson comes back? That's when it gets interesting. But as hey, as long as you're as long as, as Manoa and Barrios and Gossman are gonna get me six or seven every time, I'll worry about those other two starts. You know, basically if I can win one of those other two starts, if I can piece it together, win one of those other two starts, I'm gonna be fine. Jay in North York. You aren't surprised about the record, but you are surprised about how they're achieving it. Absolutely. First of all, I just want to say thank you to you guys. Probably the two hardest working guys in baseball with the schedule you keep. Uh, I don't know what you guys are going to feel like in about three or four months with this, but love what you're doing. So thank you very much for for putting in the time. Um, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Don't so, forget that I have to work with Barker too. That makes it even harder. So, mm-hmm. so it makes it makes it really easy for us to listen to because you guys make a good tandem. Um, so before the season started, you have Rios, Manoa, uh, and Gosman. So I figure all all the starts they make, you're going to have a chance to win. So that's six sixty percent of your games, right? Three out of five. Ryu Kikuchi figured if they go eight and twelve, ten and twelve, you're happy. So you're going to win, you know, maybe half of those games, maybe a little bit less than half. But what I'm surprised is the fact that what's keeping the Blue Jays with their excellent record now is the uh, bullpen, which has been out of this world. The offense has been sputtering. It's actually frustrating. And if you look at today's game, they score their first two runs because uh, Zimmer gets hit and Bichette's homer becomes a two-run homer. And they scored the third run because the inning gets extended because of an error, I believe, on Kirk's ground ball. I was driving from Kingston, so I didn't see it. And, again, the bullpen locks it down. Uh, So that's my surprise because they they upgraded the bullpen, but not really, really upgraded, like getting, you know, a Kenley Jansen or or, or a Kimbrell or something like that. My other question is, how long does this uh, Zimmer experiment – Zimmer right now is hitting a little bit worse than a National League pitcher prior to the, the DH. He's hitting like 060. He's almost an automatic out. I do like his defense, but his offense is hurting him so, so bad that when he comes up to the plate, it's almost like just don't swing. At least the pitcher will, will pitch three or four pitches. Maybe he'll get a walk occasionally. Um, and I don't know how long this is going to go or if he's the guy to get sent down when the, the rosters have to be shortened now and Tapia and, and maybe Coteau um, uh, uh, stay up. I don't know. Yeah, listen, uh, I'm going to let I'm going to let Kevin answer that. I mean, Bradley Zimmer is here to catch the ball. And as long as you are going to have games where George Springer is going to be in right field, I think you're going to need somebody to catch the ball in center field. Uh, you're right. I mean, offensively, Bradley Zimmer doesn't give you much. But, yeah, we got to keep in mind that the only reason he's here is it's a trickle-down effect from Teoscar's absence. If they were to let him go or to send him down, I'm okay with Tapia. Kevin, I don't know how you feel. I'm obviously okay with Tapia. We've talked about him a lot. I, I love what he brings to the game. Bradley Zimmer, the Jays already have a lot of what Bradley Zimmer gives you in the negative. Tapia gives them something they don't have. But um, I do need I'll, I'll, I, I do need a guy to go after the ball in center field, Kevin, if I'm going to – be playing George Springer and right every now and then with Teo out. 
they're they're looking for big picture here. They're looking how do they keep George Springer on the field for <clears throat> excuse me a hundred and say forty five games. That's the ultimate goal here. It's not to 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 ask for a guy to come in and carry your team offensively. It's to help George Springer stay on the field. And if you can. <clears throat> excuse me, move him to right field and put Zimmer in center field. You see the jumps he gets, the routes he runs. He's got a decent enough arm. Uh, He's got an accurate arm. He's going to hit the cutoff most of the time. That, for me, I don't really care what he gives you offensively. Yeah, Maybe you could hit him eighth, put Santiago Espinal in the nine hole. Maybe you flip-flop him that way. Uh, guys on base, so when whenever you know the top of the order is coming up with George Springer, maybe when he runs into one, it's it's not so many solo shots. But I like his defense, and I like George Springer playing right field just because he doesn't have to run around as much. Today, I I got to be honest, when he's diving for balls in the outfield, I'm holding my breath. That's it. I really am because if they lose him, everything that he brings, you can see Vladdy when he's struggling. Who does he go to? Bo, when he's struggling, who does he go to? Santiago Espinal, when he's struggling, who's he go to? Loris Gurriel Jr., when he's struggling, who's he go to? They all are hovered around uh, uh, George Springer because George Springer's been there and done it before, and he can relate to those guys because he's experienced all the things that these young guys are going through. And, you know, the Zimmer thing, it is what it is. He is a 25th, 26th, 27th guy on a really good team. He could take him or leave him. Talk about the Espinal at bat. I know you wanted to to touch on that. That was, of course, so many so much stuff gets uh, gets overlooked. That was, of course, the go ahead run uh, against Phil Maton. Talk to me about that at bat. Every time I talk to to really good hitters in 2022, they say the same exact thing. We get so many secondary pitches early in counts and fastball counts. If I can lay off of one of them and get and count leverage situations, which means having more of an educated guess on whether I can get a fastball in a place that I can do some damage, and that's exactly what Santiago Espinal. He got a 1-0 slider that's a pitcher's pitch off the plate. If he swings at that, it's 1-1. He probably gets another slider. It's going to start it more at him and dive off the plate. His at-bat's probably not going to be the same. He takes it. It's 2-0. Now I have an educated guess. I'm looking right down the middle. If I don't get it right down the middle, I ain't swinging at it. Where's he get it? He gets it right down the middle. He does damage that's called count leverage if these guys can walk to the plate and do that a lot of the times they'll give themselves a chance to square up baseballs and because they have bat to ball skills and and bat speed they can do damage I just love that at bat because of the pitch that he took not so much the pitch that he hit 3-2 the Blue Jays beat the Houston Astros they've won another series they've not lost back-to-back games this year they're 15 and 8 the Yankees are in for the first game of a three-game series more night at the Rogers Center. Jordan Romano gets his 11th save. Jays are 9-2 and in one-run games, 14-0 when leading after seven. Brendan in Winnipeg, you wanted to talk about Santiago Espinal. And first question, because I know from speaking to the folks out in Morden that the crick has really risen. I mean, it's in the backyard of where I used to live, so I'm just going to ask you, are you guys keeping dry? Uh, I'm keeping dry right now where I am, but, uh, no, there's a, there's a lot of water everywhere right now. It's, it's high. There's a uh, flooding all over the place, but, uh, no, I just got back from Snow Lake into the city and was watching a bunch of baseball finally from, uh, working out in the mine out there. So Beautiful. decided to take a closer look at what Santiago has been bringing and go ahead. On the eyes. It feels like every other day. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you, what, what are they mining in Snow Lake? Oh, everything. Gold, zinc, copper, doesn't matter. There you go. All right. Sorry, continue. 
No, there's um, the the Hud Bay mine is out there, uh, Hud All Bay right. Minerals. But right. uh, no, yeah, Santiago has just been getting go ahead RBIs. I feel like every single game he's coming up in clutch situations and and having quality at bats in in leverage leverage spots that that just we haven't like I I haven't seen somebody in the bottom of the order come up with those kind of leverage at bats for this team in a long time. It was mainly the one, two, three, four guys last year with Simeon Guerrero, Springer, Bichette, Teoscar. I mean, two, even if you wanted to put with all five of them were in there, but it was, it was just the, like the top of the order. That was the meat, right? And now we're having somebody down there who can drive in big runs late in games and, and, Get us. I mean, like where offense seems to be at a premium this year. That's that's huge for this team. Yeah, Brendan, appreciate the call. Stay dry, by the way, and stay safe, Kevin. Brendan, he, Brendan's all over it. You know, besides the the, mechan- the mechanical changes he's made with the the shorten of the leg kick a little bit, he's he's obviously put on some strength in his lower half, so he has a stronger base. Uh, he uses his backside a lot more. You can tell that weight's more on the inside of his back knee instead of going on the outside where he's off balance when he when he finishes his swing. Uh, you know, George Springer always talks about you got to want to be in those positions. You got to want to be the guy that comes up in the big moment when your team needs you the most. Most everybody I talk to about Santiago Espinal, I ask John Snyder this all the time. What separates John Snyder from any other guy or role player that's on your team? And he says he wants Santiago Espinal. You mean? Sent, yeah. Sent, who did I say? You said what separates John Snyder from any other role player? Oh well. I talked to John Snyder about Santiago Espinal, and he was saying that he wants the ball hit to him. He wants to come up in the big moment and, and have the big at bat, and that's half the battle. If you if you want to embrace that and you want to be a part of that, and on top of it you work hard off the field and you think you put yourself in the best position, like I said, the count leverage. It sounds simple, but this day and age, because of how nasty the breaking balls are and how hard they throw, you got to educate yourself. you got to put yourself in a good position to get a good pitch to hit, and if you can lay off that one really good pitch to get a pitch down the middle, that gives you a better chance to hit a ball hard. And, oh, by the way, he's impossible not to root for. Every time he hits a ball or every time he catches a ball, you know, you're standing up clapping for him because you want to do well he's a nice guy yeah he's uh you know brendan's point was really was really good too you know especially given the way offense is in baseball right now now the jays are hitting home runs again but given the way the offense is in baseball right now kevin if you can get a little bit of extra base pop out of the bottom of the order if you can get a guy who can move guys over for the top of the order coming up i mean those are all those are all big runs and i've said a couple of times during this show and during blair and barker Santiago Espinal seems to be in the middle of a lot of good stuff that happens, right? It always seems as if every win you can go back and look and go, yeah, okay, he scored a run here and he was at the, in the center of this at bat. And we haven't even touched on, we haven't even touched on his defense, which has been, um, all, all I can say is he's, he's my everyday second baseman. And if I told you at the start of the year that I'd be sitting here a month into the season saying, I don't need another second baseman, I, I wouldn't have believed you. I would. I I thought, without without getting Ramirez, go to the trade deadline. You got to add another second baseman. I, 
you still may need a left-handed bat, but I, I don't need it to be at second base anymore, man. Santiago Espinal, for me, deserves to be in that lineup every day, hitting seven, eight, or nine. I'm okay with sometimes, it. Sometimes with Bo having some issues defensively like he did today, feet moving a lot, ball moving some, just doesn't find the, the mitt the way it should all the time. You need a guy standing beside him, or at least on both sides. Now you got Chapman, now you got Santiago Espinal to sort of – Pick up the slack when the balls are hit to those guys or around those guys. You know, most of the time, if not all the time, the ball's caught. It's a, it's a good surprise to have him. Every good team needs one of those, and maybe it's Santiago Espinal. Mitchell and Pickering points out he thinks this is just retribution for last year. The Jays were front runner and run differential last season, missed the playoffs. Now are they getting? Now they are getting the wins without all those lopsided numbers. Learning from the past is how you get better, and this team is on their way. Further to your point, Mitchell, it's absolutely right. The Jays are plus one in run differential and they're seven games over 500 that doesn't always equate in major league baseball jeff and moose jaw nice nice to hear from you love the show guys and on your on your poll jeff i would give you an eight out of ten on how surprised i am with there the latte oscar Danny Jansen, also Ryu being, as your proctologist said, and along with Kikuchi, same, same thing. Um, but the, the other thing is, is the fans are all talking about the lineup and talking about the lineup. you got to give the front office the credit because, you know, you can either score more runs than the other team or you can prevent more runs. And where did they spend the money in the offseason? On the pitching side of things and getting Chapman to sure up third base defense. you got your, your, your unsung hero in Espinal. So get used to all these games being 3-2 and 2-1. Don't be surprised if Romano has 50 saves by the end of her because like that, those are the games we are going to see way more often. Even with these guys coming back, they're going to be tight games. I'm really looking forward to Jansen coming back because uh, Barker, like I'll ask you, like I, have, I don't have too much faith in Kirk even though he's made some strides. Like uh, I don't know, he seems to drop a lot of things here and there, but uh, I can't wait until Jansen comes back. And I'll, I'll skip it over to you guys. Thanks a lot for taking Thanks my call. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you, man. Bark, go ahead. Alejandro Kirk, by the way, we are uh, through it an entire month. Um, he does not have an extra base hit yet. That that may be a little a couple of things. For me, the conditioning part of it, I still question that. I'm not real sure if he has to do this for long periods of time. Can he play four or five days a week? That's why you've seen him already give him a couple of days off in a row. It's just because he's not used to doing this, the everyday grind of being a catcher, the mental grind, the physical grind, and now you're asking him to go up and get giant hits. For me, the bat speed just doesn't look there. I don't know about you, Jeff. He looks like he's swinging underwater a lot. And I, why that is, is he not using his lower half enough? Is he guessing too much? Uh, or is it just come down to the conditioning part of it where A to B is just not there right now, and maybe he needs more bats, maybe he needs to play more to just get in better baseball shape. I'm not saying getting slimmer or, or you know have a physique right. that should look the way it's supposed to look. I'm talking about baseball shape. Maybe he just needs a little bit of the grind to figure those things out and find the bat speed a little bit more. I don't mind his defense. I'm just yeah, wondering, about his, I'm wondering about his offense right now. Oh, listen, I'm fine with his defense. The defense is, for a guy who had less than 50 games in the major leagues behind the plate, I had no problem with his defense. I have no problem with his defense. You're right. I I expected a little more. I expected a little more at the plate. It's going to make for an interesting discussion when the Jays bring Danny Jansen back, whether or not you stick with three, whether or not you stick with three catchers or two catchers. 
I don't. That's just me. I think you can use that somewhere else. You can add an extra guy on the bench, you know, the, the 14 arms for another month out of the bullpen. That that may help a little bit. But, look, it, it's he need, his offense sort of needs to catch up to his defense right now, at least for me. 416-870-0590, star 591-888-666-0590. The Blue Jays have beaten the Astros 3-2. They are 15-8. and The Yankees are in town for the first of three games tomorrow against the Toronto Blue Jays. 707 first pitch at the Rogers Center. 590-590 is our text line. It is Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker, Blue Jays talk. We're with you after every Blue Jays game. This season, Jared in Calgary, you're uh, you're on board with me that a healthy Springer last year. Well, who knows where the hell this team would have been? You know what? Yeah, um, he's he's a 31 career war um, this year alone. Before today's game, he's already at 0.9. I have no doubt he probably got a tenth of a point today with that catch. Um, <laughs> he's I have no doubt that 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 a healthy Springer wins us or at least allows us to compete with Tampa last year and wins us the division. You know, I have no doubt about it in my mind. Um, I'm not a huge proponent of the quote unquote clutch gene. To be honest, I think it has a, I think a a lot of that has to do with luck, but Holy smokes, George Springer is just, he's, he's, making me a believer of the clutch gene. This guy just knows how to come up big in big situations and win us baseball games. And who knows what happens with a healthy Springer this year. I I bet you we hit at least 100 wins this year. Jared, I appreciate the call. Look, his, his, his defense, you know, previous caller talked about defense i think it was actually brendan talked about defense we know that the blue uh, that the blue jays kevin talked a lot about run suppression there's two aspects of run suppression one is good pitching the other is good defense and listen i i know that matt chapman probably i i'm not surprised by what i'm seeing out of matt chapman at the plate i think maybe some fans expected a little more but matt chapman's Matt Chapman's defense has been a stabilizing influence here. And Kevin, so is George Springer in the outfield. That catch he made, well, that catch he made saved the game for Jordan Romano today. It really did. And I, I, I also wanted to mention this about Kyle Tucker. You, know, you saw that ball Kyle Tucker hit down the third baseline that hit the bag and bounced foul. A week ago, Kyle Tucker was where Bo Bichette was. And he was in everybody's list of why aren't these guys hitting. Now it's like, he can fall out of bed and get a hit. And I'm just saying that you got to keep that in mind with a lot of these guys. Guys who play every day, they're going to get their numbers. They're going to get their numbers eventually. But, Kevin, to bring it back to George Springer and that defense, um, when you see the Jays utilize the four-man outfield and you see the way Springer is positioned, I mean, I keep getting back to this. I keep thinking about last year, a number of balls that that weren't caught that would have been caught this year. 
Well, he makes it a little easier when a Teoscar Hernandez goes down because you have George Springer, who's been there and done it before. I just bring it back to when these guys are struggling. You look at Bo over there throwing his hands in the air when he's looking at that iPad. Who's sitting right beside him? It's George Springer. Like George Springer's been there and done it before. He's been through all the ups and downs. He's going to help that, that out a little bit. And for a guy that used to struggle a lot, sometimes you need a guy just to throw things off of that says, is this going to work? Am I wasting my time doing this? If, if you think I'm wasting my time, I just won't try it. I'll, I'll move on. It'll save time. And maybe I can get hot sooner. That's sort of who he is. But he's an elite player. Like we, we should throw him in that mix of the elite players. When he's fully healthy on both sides of the ball, he can do about just anything to take over a game. And you saw it today. The, the ball that, that Bregman hit, the two strikes, the inside-out ball, the ball going away from him, and then you have to time up your 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 dive just right. And, you know, that ball, you lose track of it when you when you leave your feet because you're you're a, a, a right-handed catcher, because you're a right-handed thrower, your gloves on your left hand. You sort of lose sight of the baseball. And for him to be able to make plays like that, it's – this is elite stuff. This is why they get, they came here and paid him a ton of money. So in these times, these parts of the year, he can help you win games that you normally don't win. Five ninety five ninety is our text line. If you're using it, please include your name and location. I'm going to read this text though, even though there is no name and no location, because I the, the point the point is something I think we need to bring up. He says I'm a little concerned about these continued one run games. I don't want Romano to burn out. What do you guys think? We need our offense back. I'm bringing that up, Kevin, because 11 saves for Jordan Romano. I, I love what I'm seeing from him. Don't get me wrong. I love the way Jordan Romano approaches this job. I love the fact that it's pounding the zone, pounding the zone, all of that stuff. I love the fact that he's a guy who wants to be a closer. Any concern at all in your part, Kevin? You know, now every it helps when you get a nine-pitch save every now and then like you did Saturday, sure. but you don't always want to have those. Sometimes there's going to be those 20-pitch saves. Does that Does that concern you at all? The, the pitching too much is not a concern. For me, it's more concerned about his mechanics. He's a crossfire guy who throws 99 miles an hour. How, how much can his shoulder, his elbow, his arm take that many hard throws? And then he's breaking that slider off as hard as he is. He's not a finesse guy. He's going to grip it and rip it as many times as he has mm-hmm. to do it in an outing. How much crossfire action can his body take doing that? So I have more worry about that. And you've seen that Pete Walker – won't pitch him three days in a row. That's that's sort of the bono the is right. it's okay to do two days in a row. It's not okay to go three days in a row, especially this early this season. So they're going to try and work him around things like that. But I'm with the, the Texer about the offense needs to show up. It does a little bit better. The, these one-run wins are fine and dandy, and you got to have these. And, and everybody that you ever talk to says good teams figure out ways to win one-run games. But if you're an offensive team, which the Blue Jays are, with some good starting pitching and a really good closer and a really good defense, you got to start figuring things out. And Sean Casey told us about 100 at-bats. Well, they're getting around 100 at-bats. Now you're, you should start seeing more competitive at-bats, more count leverage at-bats. You're taking that nasty one to get that cookie. And when you get it, most of these big league hitters should be hammering it. So I think they should start doing a little bit more of that. And it's about time. And this is what good teams do. They win games sometimes they shouldn't be winning. Yankees are up 6-4 in the uh, bottom of the ninth, by the way. They will be in town to face the Blue Jays. And if this result holds and it's a roll to Chapman in the mound, they are going to be smoking hot when they come in here. Should be a great, a great three-game series. Early season, Kevin, a May series between the Jays with 15 wins and the Yankees on a roll. Oh, 
This speaks to the offense. We talked about it. The, the, the Jays are throwing their back into the, the rotation, and so are the Yankees. This is when the offense has got to show up, and you have, may have to win a 10-8 to game, 11-9 to game. Like, you're going to have to get it down, get it singing, and some guys need to start taking the next step forward. And maybe this is what who they need to face is the back end of the, the Yankees' rotation. Gary in Newfoundland, take us home, my friend. Hi, guys. How you all doing? The supporting cast player of the month uh, for April. I, I uh, touched base with you on that. You like the idea, so I'm going to throw it up to both of you. Who is it? <laughs> Gary, thanks, man. Who do you think it is, first of all? I got Espinal. I got uh, behind the play because Danny Jansen's is out. I'm picking Zach Collins. Oh, there you go. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thanks, Gary. Kevo? Uh, I, I would say somebody in the bullpen. I'm going to give it to, uh, I think Adam Simber's been really good. He's came in and got some big outs. I don't know if that's a supporting caster guy or not, no, but a, because they're you know, asking is, a well, lot I, from him. I'm going to ask you this. Do I need a redo? Like, is Santiago Espinal supporting cast anymore? I, I don't know. He's an everyday guy to me. If, if, if I, I'll, I'll tell you what, if I include Santiago Espinal as part of the core of this team now, then to me, it's Ryan Altapia. He's changed yeah. games of the speed. He's been better defensively than I thought he'd be. And he, he gives them something they just haven't had for a while since Ben Revere was here. I would go toppy if I had to go if I had to go with unsung player. Yeah, it's it's hard to throw an unsung player in a guy that's an everyday player. Right? Yeah, he's an yeah, everyday player. He's, a, he's one of the best nine you got. Throw him out there. Santiago Espinal, I get it. Toppy is a real good one. He does things. He, he has plate coverage. He can – Face some tough pitching and foul sub balls off, frustrate other pitchers. I like that thing. You can go first to home. That's a good one. I like my. I like Adam Simber. Is Adam Simber one of those role players, or should I not look I mean, at him that way? I, I will tell you this. I I think with with all due respect, everybody else in that bullpen right now, other than Jordan Romano, I think he's your most your most dependable guy. Trevor Richards is in there. I, I, I'm basing that. I admit on that. You know the two home runs in the last the last outing but i I, and i know we've talked to the coaching staff about this charles simber just kind of settles stuff down generally really bad stuff doesn't happen when adam simber's on the mound and he just gives you that idea that i got this everybody chill he makes a hitter go oh crap what's that (laughs) that's what he does I've been facing – okay, hang on here. Now I've been facing Kevin Gossman and, and Alec yeah. Manoa. Then here comes old underarm poop slinger with the – you know, with the, the, the goofy, the goofy uh, you know, wind-up on the mound. He gets, well, he does that little hop thing too he Does the before hop he thing. goes to the mound. I mean, he looks like he should be a freaking barista at Starbucks <laughs> or something like that. He's got, he's got a lot of cool things happening. He's got that old Marlins glove he still uh, has, and he comes in and he's flipping this – you know, underarm, <laughs> half-arm poo that all just kind of turns to jello every time my bat hits it. Yeah. There you go, 3-2. The Blue Jays win. A reminder, Blair and Barker will be back on Sportsnet 360 tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern. Of course, as always, on Sportsnet 590, we will be back with Blue Jays talk after every game of the Jays-Yankees series coming up. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side. Baseball fans.